pros. Lowe's wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe'sforpros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready. Welcome to This Feels Terrible, my dear ear friends. I am so pleased that you have joined me for another episode, or if this is your first episode, welcome. This week, I have the fantastically talented and interesting and uh, smart Kate Berlant, comedian Kate Berlant. Uh, You may know her from her character special on Netflix, Search Party, Bojack Horseman, Comedy Bang Bang, and my favorite thing, 555, uh, which she made with Andy DeYoung and John Early, which is a beautiful, weird, uh, painful, hilarious anthology series on Vimeo, which I highly recommend. Uh, I'm very excited for you to hear this episode because Kate's point of view is, is unique and our conversation that sounds, (laughs) that's, that's not the word I want to use unique. It's compelling. Kate's point of view is very compelling and our, and our conversation jumps around to some pretty, uh, to some previously untreaded and perhaps controversial places. Uh, a couple quick things. My mic cord, um, cuts out one or two times. So, and it's, it's really not that bad, but if you hear like a slight glitch, it, it really only happens once or twice. And it's like in the middle of the episode. So I'm sorry about that. I have, I have replaced my mic cords. Um, also, uh, here's some notes about some things that we mentioned in the episode, the, uh, weekly paper that Dan Savage writes for that I was trying to remember the name of is called the stranger. Also a French sex club is called a club club exchangiste. So uh, yeah, with that in mind, please enjoy this chat with the fantastic Kate Berlant. And we are recording. Hi. Hi. Um, now it feels like a shame that I wasn't <laughs> recording during your uh, open go, relationship diatribe. We can go back diatribe. over it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you you go back and forth with uh, how you feel about open relationships objectively, not I'm, in your own relationship, but no, yeah, I'm fascinated by the idea of it, and I see, I find myself genuinely toward. I've never been in an open relationship. Mm. Do you have any close friends who have had um, open relationships? Yes, but actually I have a couple of close friends that are kind of dipping their toes into it right now. Mm. So I don't even know what is to come of it or really yeah. how it's working out for them. Um, yeah, I guess I have, I just was saying to Aaron, um, <laughs> that, hey, listeners. Hi, that I'm in a monogamous relationship. I'm in a happy monogamous relationship. I don't, I, it's hard for me to imagine how an open relationship works would work in practice and how that would be sustainable. Mm. Um, part of me feels like there's something j- just fundamentally horrifying about monogamy and that you're 
essentially you're owning another person's body. Right. Or for me yeah. to be like, oh, a man owns my body, makes me want to kill myself. But then also... <laughs> and just like the overall myth that like, or the understanding, like we're together. So that means we're never attracted to anybody else. Right, right, right. And that feeling kind of silly is right, of course. something I think about. I mean, yeah. that is just, I, that is, I think that if you can't admit to your partner that you want to fuck other people, like you're doomed. <laughs> like, of course mm-hmm. you do. Right. Um, but I, I'm holding my pen like a cigarette right now, and I look so <laughs> aloof and um, like an asshole. But um, but and the, with the lighting, I feel like I've I've come into your cl- into your house like as a I used to work as a as a nanny. I feel like there are no kids here, and I'm like, w- when do I start work? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like he'll be home at four, sometimes five, <laughs> it's six. You know this trouble, yeah. Um, but, oh yeah, so genuine kind of interest in an open relationship, not an interest in, I've never actually considered truly pursuing it, Mm -hmm. but I've talked about it and just like, what is that? How does that work? And part of me sees like, oh yeah, that would be, that could be cool in practice somehow. But then part of me also has this like deep judgment of it, of like, get over yourself. (laughs) Like, oh right. And I say that also to myself, like, Mm. oh yeah, being able to like, fuck someone that you don't know is going to relieve the stress of death (laughs) coming for us all or something. There's something so embarrassingly transparent Mm. about this desire to be sexually available and to have all those experiences. Right. Like that's, that's a really interesting, you know, like, and then in the same way I can also go in the opposite direction and be like, no, that's a part of life. And how could I, you know, if I love my partner, how could I keep them from also experiencing different sexual experiences and mm-hmm. other people? Like, isn't that actually like restriction? But then it's like, yeah, there's freedom and restriction. If you choose to be in a relationship, get over the fact that you're probably not going to be able to have other experiences with, with people right? sexually. It's like, yeah, I, I just think it's... <laughs> I'm going to ask you something that's kind yeah. of insane, but like, do you what you're saying could be interpreted as you in general, not putting that much importance in the sexual part of your relationship. Right. I in think, a, in a way that's like, like just from the avoiding death sort of yeah. thing you're putting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think sex is super important mm. and I think, but yeah, I, I guess, um, wait, what was the question? <laughs> like, uh, well, I, I, I think, think that well like do you ever listen to dan savage or read savage no. love or anything so i know like nothing about dan savage <laughs> that Who almost that? seems like that almost teacher? seems like a brag i could like, <laughs> i could totally see a I'm guitar bragging. teacher i don't I could know see you wearing a teacher saying like i a ringer tea i've heard him about him forever I think one time I went on his Twitter to be like, who is this? Mm. What is his thing? Who is that? He's a relationship expert? Mm, I don't know that he's a relationship. I mean, he, he, he is, he's a, he's, he's a columnist for the, um, Seattle, God, what are they called? Mm, Very famous independent Seattle newspaper. Mm -hmm. He's a columnist. The Seattle Bee. Uh, Oh God, what is it? It doesn't matter, but he, he had, uh, and still has a column called Savage Love where he gives love advice uh, and he's also a journalist and is very political, but like he gives love advice in this column and he also has a, has a podcast. He's gay, right? He is gay. Yeah. And his, but his whole, like his, his message, I'd, if I had to like boil it down is that sex is really, really important in a relationship. 
And I don't agree with everything that he says, but I know like when I was in a past relationship where sex was so, and I'm not saying this is what you were saying yeah, at yeah. all, but, but I, in that relationship, I was like, well, cause the, cause the sex was really unhealthy and infrequent and like, wasn't a big part of the relationship. I, when I heard his podcast, would hear him talking, I would write off everything he was saying and just stopped listening to it. But then I do agree with him that it's important but I could also see how, like, if it's, is it ultimately, like, that important in a person's life, like, the pursuit of weird sex or the pursuit of sexual connection? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess that's the difference. Like, if you're not sexually connected to your partner, like, that's a huge issue. Mm. But if you're just, like, naturally horny and, like, I want to have sex with other people, too, mm. then I guess, like go for it. Good for you. But I can't, I just, I just don't see how that works long term. I think it does if two people equally are that way. I I think that's like the thing. Yeah. But I don't know. And like polyamory, like is so grotesque. The aesthetic of polyamorous people (laughs) is so deeply grotesque to me. Not that Mm -hmm. there aren't wonderful polyamorous people who are my friends who I love, but like, that is a community I could never get down with. Like, like, or just like, there's something so embarrassing about declaring sex as being so important to you, (laughs) you know, like being, being like, like I'm sexual and sex and it's like, you're boring. Like, it's like, it's like, there's something so boring about people that are so obsessed with sex. And I say this to someone who is obsessed with sex or who yeah. has been. I feel very, I feel like this is kind of a reckoning because I have this podcast about relationships. <laughs> no, but I'm not even talking about relationships. I'm talking about right, sex. Right, 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 right. Like, like this idea of like, yeah, no, we're, we're the... playing with this couple. Um, <laughs> like, like it's so, I'm like, oh Jesus. I don't know. And Where I'm do you think that about, like, comes an, from? An aesthetic yeah. way. Right. Probably that I'm secretly like one of them or something yeah. <laughs> like, or that like I could like, I could like be with a ceramicist who's like polyamorous and be like in my sixties, <laughs> like in Ojai getting yeah. railed by a dentist. Like I, I could like imagine that for myself in an alternative universe. Yeah. That's not the path that I'm choosing, <laughs> but yeah. And I don't mean to sound like so judgmental. I'd speak hyperbolically and I like change my mind all the time. Yeah. So it's like, like I said, and I, but yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's just like, not to get all like highbrow, but like, I don't know if you've read the Foucault, like history, sexuality, but I haven't read it in a really long time, but mm. it's really wonderful. But he kind of like destroys this myth that sex is taboo. He's like, no, it's not. He's like, <laughs> we talk about sex constantly. We've like yeah. created a language. We've codified it. Like mm. people, like to pretend it's taboo so they can relish in the pleasure of like uncovering it. Like Mm, I'm going to push this thing in a dark corner. Oh no, I can (laughs) unveil it. It's like, it was always out. (laughs) Like it's actually not hidden away. So I feel like sometimes, or I feel like, and I've seen this in myself too, obsession with sex can be like covering up something else or can be, it's like, what are you really looking for? Like you, you were truly looking for a variety of sexual partners because you want to totally have fun because you want to travel and experience <laughs> and travel. And like, that's all totally valid. Yeah. But I, I guess I just don't think you can have it all mm. like truly in that mm. way. I'm like, I don't, maybe you can, I don't know. <laughs> 
I talk about it with my boyfriend, but I'm like, what, how, yeah, you're going to have like, you're going to cultivate like a loving, intimate relationship and like a home mm-hmm. and all of that. But then also be like, by the way, next Friday night, I'm going to go get pounded <laughs> at a bar. Right. I mean, maybe. Yeah. But also like, how great is that ever going to be? I don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, that's all interesting. My friend, my, the friends that I have who have, I actually, I haven't had any friends who have had successful open relationships, but in the time when it was successful before everything went south, it seemed like it was because they both had a mutual interest in like the recreation of sex. Yeah. Yeah. I Which do, is so valid. Yeah, totally. Totally. There is it. it, it yeah. But obviously not everyone's built that way. You know, in France, I forget the name of the, um, what they call them, but like, uh, sex clubs are like all over Paris and it's like an old tradition. And like a a French person explained to me that the, like in these sex clubs, like married couples go to the sex clubs and they have not, maybe not even have sex with other people, the sex clubs, but have sex near other people, watch other people, have other people watch them. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's great. Um, and the idea is that it's just a totally known accepted thing that you will cheat on your partner. So the sex club is a way to avoid that. And then right, the right. alternative is it's called a sink on set. Like the person that you have sex with before you come home from work. And it's just a, it's just a thing. It's interesting. Know. Yeah. I think also I should mention, I'm like, I just read this book, the course of love. Do you know? That no, book? I don't know. Um, he's a French guy. I'm going to butcher his name. It's like Alain de Botton. You've probably read. It sounds like every French name. Alain, Alain de Botton. <laughs> um, he writes a lot, like a lot of articles of his end up in the New York times, like the modern mm, love section. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd probably really he's a great writer, but, uh, he wrote this, this novel called the course of love, which also is kind of nonfiction. It's like a novel, about a couple they meet, it's like their whole relationship interspersed with these like little fragments on longevity in a relationship. Nonfiction. Um, well it's fiction, but then there's like these little kind of like, there's like this essay on like monogamy throughout. Yeah. But, um, he, Oh, but so one of the characters, spoiler alert, you can also find out like in the first three pages, uh, cheats on he, the, the man, the the husband cheats on the wife. Okay. Mm. And there's kind of this discussion about, that and how basically (laughs) if you want to have a long relationship you're gonna have to accept that not everything's perfect about a relationship and that Mm -hmm. you're gonna have like various ebbs and flows in connectivity throughout your whole life right and if your resort is like to yeah cheat on your partner then probably you're just not you're just not really cut out for a long relationship Mm. with that person. Right. Like if you like, duh, you're going to get bored. (laughs) Like if you're married to someone for 50 years or whatever, like you're going to not want to fuck them one day. Sorry. Yeah. And then maybe two weeks after that you will. Mm. I mean, I say that as someone who's never been in a relationship over my longest relationship has been, is three years. Mm. 
three and a half actually and um but <laughs> but i just but it just was really interesting reading this novel because i felt like it was really comforting because it's like if you're considering entering into like a into marriage mm-hmm. it seems really important to to realize that like and i say as someone who's never been married but that it's uh everyone tells you like marriage is not easy it's like duh it's hard but it shouldn't be i mean that's uh yeah i think that's one of the that that so negatively affects our relationships just the language around like marriage is hard and it's like really yeah. hard work and it should be and and then you find yourself stuck in a in a marriage or relationship that is that is really um painful and <laughs> yeah uh, not not great and you're like well but it's hard right, i'm putting right. in the work it probably it's shouldn't the- be hard like in the beginning, at least, or do you know, or everyone says, I guess, like the first year of marriage is the hardest, or whatever. I don't know. I don't also. Yeah, know if- I think also that comes from a time when people would not live together before they got married. Totally. I think that's, that's like where that, that came is. from. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because the first year of my marriage, also the last year, yeah. <laughs> was very hard. You <laughs> knocked it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Now I'm just thinking about that first year of marriage. Um, but you're right. That probably does. By the way, I'm not saying anything declarative. I'm like on cold medicine. Yeah. It's like, what's, <laughs> I guess that book was cool. Read it. But it was kind of rom. It's at the end of the day, I feel like what his kind of thesis is, is like, it's romantic to commit to someone knowing that they're going to disappoint you and bore you and mm-hmm. exhaust you. Yeah. And like, of course they are. But if it's a, but if you really love them and you have a productive, fulfilling relationship with them, like mm-hmm. you will return to that throughout your life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like based on something that you said earlier, that it's also about how like choosing it does, how happy you are in a relationship does actually come from who you are choosing to be in that relationship with, which I think is not the way that we talk about marriages or relationships. It's just like, no, the thing is hard. Everybody married, everybody's marriage is the same and you just have to like get through it. And it's like, no, different people are suited for, other people and when you go through a big breakup or a divorce and everybody's disappointed in you it's because they're like but yeah but but marriage it's really it's really special that's really hard i can't imagine because like and it is special and it is embarrassing it's very it's very embarrassing having a huge wedding and then being like sorry of course yeah well because also because weddings and marriage it becomes so social that it's like Mm -hmm. yeah i would imagine that's so excruciating to have to like make those calls and be like we're splitting up because it's like (laughs) it's actually is no one else's business Mm -hmm. but it becomes theirs and then it becomes like their um yeah it becomes theirs yeah right or you have to like explain I mean, did you have to like explain to like 8,000 people? <laughs> well, I, I found myself explaining to so many people and then I just like tweeted. Yeah. Because yeah, I, Dan announced it like on announced it, like it came out while he was doing a show at a giant festival. And then I, I tweeted about it just because I, I didn't want to have that conversation over, over and, and over, over again. I made a joke about it. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's a weird, it's a weird thing, but you also get the same thing when you go through any, any long-term breakup people inevitably are going to say to you like oh no well there's nothing juicier than a breakup mm-hmm. of people that were together for a long time and it's like that what happened? that's sick what yeah. was wrong with that and also i think the morbid fascination with it is like the sick pleasure in that we all deep down like think we're going to be alone <laughs> yeah yeah so it's yeah. like they couldn't avoid it so it's like told ya or like it's like this <laughs> right i mean yeah it's um 
Yeah, I don't know what, but on some level, it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you see a when you see a couple, I'm thinking about like a specific couple who I do not know personally, but they're both um, they're both artists and they and I was very into their relationship on social media I was just like oh what a life they know to be in a relationship where you're making so many cool things together and when they broke up I I think my first feeling was just like elation like (laughs) like which is awful yeah just they're going through this painful thing but yeah it's it's I mean I also had my own problems and I was like see it's not as it's not as good and then I was also very you know super disappointed and it and it yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> uh what was your when you were growing up because your parents are artists what did you think about sex when you were growing up how would you how were you introduced to it and like the idea of relationships how did they roll that out to you I was like the horniest child of all time <laughs> like and teenager yeah um and still am you right. know, but, but but I've always that's not your question. I, my parents are still <laughs> How married. How horny of a child. Really? So that's always <laughs> yeah. my last question. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I don't, my parents are, my parents are still married. They are, it's kind of unconventional in the sense that they got married when they were 40. Oh, had okay, me when yeah. they were 40. My mom right, was 43. I, about that. Yeah. I was like 45 and they had both been previously married. Mm. My mom was married. It doesn't even count for like nine months when she was 19. Right. And then my dad was married for like four years to someone. And so it's kind of funny. Like they, yeah, getting married when you're 40. Mm-hmm. And I think in a way also that's always like been like my ideal or something. I've always been like, yeah. oh, like I, well, they must've really knew who they were and what they wanted, especially because they were previous, previously married. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that I've, I always imagine my life is like, oh, I'd be single, like, all the way and maybe until yeah like my 40s or something Mm. um and so i actually sometimes i'm like shocked that i'm because my a lot of my identity all through my adolescence and also like my 20s was wrapped up in being single Mm. i was in one other serious relationship that was like three-ish years a little less um and that's my only other serious relationship but on either side of that i was like i'm single i'm alone i don't care yeah like all my friends were always chronically in relationships and so <laughs> i love that you use the word chronically, chronically. <laughs> they were terminally relationships yeah. <laughs> and i but really my identity was so built around like i'm the funny one and like mm. no one wants to fuck me and i don't care right and so then so i think actually like now when i'm suddenly like wow really contemplating like you know longevity in a relationship or whatever it's like not my it's not my mythology like I still Mm. in so many ways identify as like that single person who's like deeply like unfuckable or like no one like wants to go out with me were you not when you were single were you not having sex I was from time to time (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I went through bursts yeah yeah um but yeah, and I date. I mean, I dated people, but never like mm. not seriously. Yeah, I could I could see how that would because uh, I, I I am one of those people who is chronically in relationships, but um, <laughs> I was ill with monogamy. Um, still am, uh, but through high school and college, or like at high school, I definitely got the taste of like, oh, I am the. I am the single person. All my friends had boyfriends and I kind of like, I felt very protected by not having to deal with that. 
I also just thought it wasn't in the cards. It just didn't seem like it was a thing. Yeah. Like, oh, well, it's, I'm just not going to have that life experience. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, did it make you sad? I mean, when you say I'm fine, I mean, the yeah. way that you're saying, yeah. I was lonely for sure. I mean, there definitely periods where I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I can't just get a boyfriend. Mm. I was like, um, hello. Like I literally had sex <laughs> like twice in college. Really? Yeah. Is that shocking? <laughs> well, is- no, not twice, but like one person. Oh. And not even. And I was like, I was like, I wish I actually had on paper how many times I had sex in college. I want to say it's like 13 times. Mm. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what is shocking in that way because I went to college and then like dropped out to work at a theater and yeah. Also, I don't I'm know. being completely arbitrary. I'm like, oh yeah, that one person I had sex with, what, 13 times? I don't know what I'm talking The point is that I was like, <laughs> but I was to answer your question, like, Totally I can see like, how you would have it is, it is like it is surprising I guess it's I, I don't know I'm trying to not be in the in, in the business of being like well you don't have more sex or less sex but no but, but I could yeah I was in New did, York right I was yeah. like I had like one guy really nice hair dated, yeah and like my freshman year and then he ghosted me oh bye I got on a train and confronted him <laughs> did you yeah what happened it was like it's actually, I'm very proud of myself because mm. I was 18 and I'm like, you know what? Good job. It was like, um, this guy who I had been dating. And then it was this thing of like, he was coming to the city to see me and I was mm. going out to visit him. And then it was like the brutality of like, okay, cool. See you next weekend. And then just like, never like just radio silence. Yeah. And then I was taking the train upstate cause I was doing a comedy show mm. and I was like, okay, I'm coming. Cause that's where he lived. And he just never responded. And it was like, he had been like, (laughs) so I was like, Oh, I'm going anyway. Right. And then I, um, kept texting. I'm like, okay, well I'm here. And like nothing. (coughs) Apologies. So one night I like got drunk and I walked to his dorm Mm. and I gave it to him. And I actually was really, I was remarkably calm. I think I did. I didn't yell at him. Mm. But I confronted him and I was like, you're practicing cruel and unusual punishment. And I made right, him cry. Yeah. You did? Yeah. What tone of Not crying. like sobbing. He was really embarrassed uh-huh. because he knew that he had fucked up. Yeah. And I was just like very honest. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know why <laughs> you felt the need to do that. And I remember him looking down and just like tears were clearly falling. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> I remember he like gave me like a fist bump. What? When I first saw him. Yeah. And then he cried. And then I left and I remember just chucking a beer bottle like into the woods and hearing it shatter on tree trunks. And I remember feeling like really good. Like I was like, yeah, I'm so glad I did that instead of just be like, he rejected me. And like, and by the way, since then he reached out to me like 18 times being like, I'm so sorry. And it's like, Mm. it's fully over. It does not matter. And he's a nice person. Like clearly he's not a piece of shit. Yeah. He was 18 or 19. Just acted badly. Yeah. It's like, Of course, like who can you know, whatever. I forgive you, but but um <laughs> so yeah, confront. When in doubt, confront. Uh oh. Um yeah, it is yeah, in that in that situation especially so much better than playing it cool. I definitely have practiced for better or for worse, not not always with that same cool result. Oh, me too. The- <laughs> I've also just been like, I don't care and like quietly like fester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tend to go scorched earth 
just I don't care how crazy you think I am. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Years ago, I knew that I was like working out of town and I knew that the guy I was dating was um, he broke up with me. And I was like, well, like I suspected that he that it was because he was sleeping with this other person, which turned out to be true. But I came to, I came back and I convinced myself that that wasn't happening. And all my friends were like, oh, like, yes, this totally is happening. Because I was defending him and they were like, look, <laughs> here's yeah. what's happening. And I went to, I went to his apartment at like 6 a.m. because I was on East Coast time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I saw this girl's car outside of his apartment and I knew she was there and I knocked on his, cause I just, I, I knew, I, I knew that he, that this was happening and I just wanted him to look at my face and see that it hurt me and just like, look at me and treat me like a human being. It didn't actually, it didn't make me feel good afterwards. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. That's yeah. cool though. I don't know if it was cool, but I, yeah. And that, in that situation, I was like, I don't care if he thinks that I'm crazy quote unquote crazy like what men say about women yeah. when they do all those things that's 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 nice to go i don't think i've had that pleasure of fully well there was one other person who also um kind of disappeared on me who um i we had like been in this back and forth he did not live in la and he left me a voicemail. I like hadn't heard from him and it was like very strange. And then he left me this really weird voice where he was like, Hey, like, like what did he say? He was like, um, uh, anyway, but I got the, vo- I was about to go on stage and I got the voicemail and I was like, so livid. And I was like, mm. and I played the voicemail on, on stage, which was like, by the way, not good. Like people were kind of into it. Cause it's like, Oh wow. How juicy. But it was like not yeah. funny. Like it was just like, lazy and like like right, right. to me i was like this is news i was like and, but instead it just it did not really work but it's still what, felt what good. was the voicemail just he was like uh he did some weird rhyme <laughs> and was like about like playing with his dick or something uh. <laughs> and then was like okay like well and it, but yeah we should talk like <laughs> he went from like full and i just and then I didn't see that person again. And then I was, um, and I was like hurt by it. Like mm-hmm. I, it was very, it was like painful for me. And then I was of course do about to do a show in a different city where he lived. Had not, we had not seen each other and however, you know, it was like not, we were not talking at all. And it was like two minutes before I went on stage and I just see him walk through the crowd towards like side stage where I am with like full face paint. What? And I was like, Oh God! And um, he was like, "Hi!" What kind of face paint? He was like a terrible like festival face paint, like a music festival. Like, okay, he's a big he's a big drinker. Was is I don't know, but like okay. clearly just kind of like day drunk, like face paint. Like, how you oh, gotcha. doing, pal? <laughs> I was like, Jesus! And then, uh, um, yeah, we ended up like talking after. I don't really even know. And it's, and by the way, now it's like, I don't have any like ill will. It's funny right. how those, and this is like why pain in relationships is so strange <laughs> is that it feels so painful and then it just doesn't. Yeah. You, know, you just like get over it. Yeah. Unless you yeah. don't. But right. <laughs> I want to say you usually do. Usually you do. It hurts until it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't really have any feelings of vengeance towards anyone that I've dated. 
Have you ever had anyone confront you about anything? You yeah. Did? Yeah. I've broken a lot of hearts, Aaron. Okay. I know you're sitting there. You're looking at me. I'm in a shirt that says enjoy Torah. Torah's in the Coca-Cola font, but I, um, uh, no. Yeah. I've had a couple people in a way that I also really appreciated. Mm. Like, or I think it's, it is nice to be called on your shit. I totally. think, I think people want what, that. What is your brand of shit in that way in relationships? Um, well, there was a guy that I was dating, not seriously, but I liked him, but it was just like, but it just wasn't going to happen. It was like a thing where very early on and he even kind of established, he was like, I like you more than you like me. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) but, um, but he was a really nice guy and we had a lot of fun together, but I just, I was just rude. Like I just Mm. was not, I was very much enjoying the power imbalance not even consciously but i just was not paying i wasn't like giving him like respect i wasn't like treating him like we're dating i just was like you come over when i say i want you to come over and like i don't really i just yeah it wasn't good and so one time well and probably because you were so like quote unquote unfuckable early in life you, yeah. you d- didn't take his feelings as seriously because you're like I'm not the person who hurts right feelings. which has happened to me before like um I've always had like hostility towards really attractive men me too which is so strange because I'm my boyfriend is so hot but um no, <laughs> he's but, beautiful <laughs> thank yeah. you but um but yeah I always have and kind of still do I'm like cool I don't care you know what I mean because <laughs> I just like represent to me like everyone who's rejected me or something or just yeah. this like I'm like the way you move through the world is boring. You don't know what real life is. Right. Um, sit down. Like I just really, (laughs) am just like, so then I've had a couple experiences, um, with like very attractive men. And I think I've always just been like, well, this isn't like, what is this? Yeah. Are you making um, fun of me? I just treat that. I think historically I've treated them like dumb people. Right. And let's be honest. A few of them have been rather dumb, Mm. (laughs) but, um, no, but, yeah, so that's not, I'm not like proud of that or whatever. Also, I guess I am. I don't know. We, I have hostility towards men in general, but also I love men and whatever. But don't quote me as saying I love men, by the way. Um, but but uh, yeah, so I was. I think I had some of that hostility towards this guy because he was like a hot guy, mm. and I was like, uh huh, right. sure. You like a Jew like this? Like I just didn't really buy it or something. Even though he made it clear he actually did like me, but I just yeah, didn't want to yeah. hear it. Yeah. And he one time called me and was like, I feel objectified by you. Whoa. And I was like, first of all, I've never been more attracted to you. I was like, I was like, good for you. And I, I meant it. I was like, yeah, yeah. good for you. You're right. I have been. Right. And <laughs> interesting. yeah. And like shortly after that, we like never saw each other again. Mm. But like he didn't want to see you anymore. No, 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 we did. And then I was like, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm going to be better or something. Yeah. But then I think it's just like, I don't remember exactly, but I just know shortly after that kind of fizzled out. Right. But so, yes, I, I have been called on it a couple times. I think we've all like, yeah, just been on one side of that power, that fucked yeah. up power play. Yeah. And then when there is no power play, <laughs> you settle down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when was the first time that you, do you remember like your, the, the first person or situation when you when you felt like like crushy lovey feelings yeah I had crushes very early 
<laughs> like um go on well like um, you know john travolta in greece stuff right? like that yeah. pamela anderson and baywatch sure um yeah my first crush i'm trying to think of my first i had like a crush on a guy in preschool mm. um but what does that mean see i'm like so fascinated like when you're a little girl people already are like she's a bride she's a bride you know what i mean so it's like so fucked up it's like you don't even know when you're like a little girl yeah like you aren't even given the space or the agency to like define what sex is or attraction or anything because the culture just throws it at you totally from every angle that's why that's why i ask because they talking to women um like around our age like the first crushes is you it's usually a little boy who kind of looked like a girl or was Mm non-threatening in some way and was just nice and cute and small and little (laughs) like that's like oh my god that's so funny he was absolutely tiny i think even shorter than i was (laughs) maybe like a baby because we just want to have babies he was like a little baby boy yeah and we had a joint birthday party Oh, I mean, we're kind of going out. That's yeah. what's weird is that he was my boyfriend. That is, we were in that's preschool. That's yeah. Did you like hold hands? And stuff? I think so. I just remember writing him a Valentine mm. and I, I kept a diary when I was little, like basically prelingual. I could barely write, <laughs> but I wrote, it was so boy crazy. I found it recently and it's yeah. like really kind of, it's so eerie to me because it's like child's handwriting. Like someone who right. can barely write their name. And I write like I love. I ripped out a picture of Macaulay Culkin from the from the <laughs> newspaper and like put it in the diary. And was like I love Macaulay Culkin. Mm. Like Macaulay Culkin spelled obviously like, right. <laughs> and um, I carried around the Home Alone VHS sleeve in my folder because I loved Macaulay oh, Culkin. That's yes, I loved him too. And yeah. and um, I also wrote in that diary. There's like early entries clearly about masturbation really it's like i rubbed something on my vagina it felt good <laughs> like, like um you, you you were really trusting of no one reading yeah. that or maybe you weren't Which ashamed be of good it parenting yeah yeah i really felt like That's i could good. write my diary yeah but but yeah but no but i was like i love this boy i love that boy and it's like what is that coming from i don't mm-hmm. and and so i liked to, it wasn't like i had parents that were overly like i think feminizing me i don't i I don't know where it came from exactly but yeah so the first like warm fuzzy feelings i was like yeah i was just projected onto i guess celebrities Mm. and then um my boyfriend that i had as a child um (laughs) and yeah but i had a lot of crushes always who's your first like love did you have a first boyfriend Mm, i had a first boyfriend boyfriend, uh in high school who broke up with me and told me that he is actually a good story that he was in love with my best friend oh and they had been like talking on the phone a lot yeah ouch or they had a friendship you know and then it was like i started dating him and we were like together but the way he told me is truly incredible he was such a like we, you know, this was like Royal Tenenbaums, Rushmore obsession, like <laughs> so precious. Like he like had a cane, even though he didn't need it. Okay, <laughs> it, He was a poet who had a cane. <laughs> We're in the ninth grade. Did it have like a skull on the top of it or anything? No, it was like an old man, like wooden, like right. filigree cane. <laughs> and he would like wear slippers like out. Um, it really is fascinating though. Do you find this that like these threads of people you date where you're like, oh my God, it's the same person. 
Mm. Like I can really make clear links between like my boyfriend in the ninth grade <clears throat> to my serious boyfriend in my like early twenties. Yeah. Like I'm like, they're so similar. And yeah. in fact, down to handwriting. Really? Yeah. I don't have that. That is very interesting. Um, down to handwriting. And, and you, I want to ask about you remembering people's handwriting. That that's interesting. I got, well, they both were poets who wrote me a lot of letters and poetry oh, and stuff. Okay. And, um, who is better? <laughs> like, could you look mm, at the two? My second just, boyfriend, because okay. he was like smart and very well read. And the right. first guy was, you know, in the ninth grade, but, um, <laughs> but the ninth grade guy, he was like, I'm like, I'm in love with someone else or something. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, who? And he was like, I'm going to fax you their name. <laughs> <laughs> so I was standing did not over like my dad's fax machine. What? Oh. And out of the fax machine comes in cursive the full name of my best friend at the time. Oh my God. Can you believe that? Is that is so cutting room floor Wes Anderson. And I was um, like, and I knew on why? some level. I fucking oh, what knew. Did yeah. <laughs> and I don't even remember what happened from there. And then I do t- appreciate he, his drama. <laughs> he followed up with a very, I got a lot of letters from him. And it was like, um, Dangerous Lives of Ultra Boys was out at that yeah, time, yeah. which like I loved, and he would like rewrite like William Blake, but like for me and stuff. I mean, it was right. very, which is fun. It's cute, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like nice stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's nice, but stuff. yeah. Did uh, did your what happened with your best friend? We're still friends. That's nice. Yeah. Did you guys did did she date that guy? No, no, no. She didn't. And she was very, yeah, she was like, I can't really remember how it all unfolded because it sounds so scandalous, like, bitch, but it like wasn't like that. I don't know. <laughs> right. And, um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's actually oh funny to me God. that it was in cursive. Oh, yeah. Did he do that because he just didn't want to be there or was he doing it because he was just very into like the impact and the... I think it was drama. I think yeah, it was just like, yeah. cause when you're that age, I mean, like, you don't have real relationships or, you know yeah. what I mean? Or like you do, they are real to you, but it's just so much about like, I have a boyfriend and the drama and like pining and like, yeah. I'm someone who's very susceptible to pining mm. and like kind of love that. Like, do you know Jacqueline Novak? Yeah. You would love her. Yeah. She's one of my close friends and she has, I been, don't know her, but I know that her work. Yeah. She's been with me in times where I've been like pining over someone mm. and she's literally been like, Okay, like what you're doing right now, like I've because we've done stand up or we're in the, we're like sharing hotel rooms, mm-hmm. and she's caught me in the throes where I'm like, and music to me has always been a huge part of that, mm-hmm. and it is funny how I that's one thing that maybe I almost want to say like the only thing I miss about being single maybe is like my relationship to music, right? I feel like I've like rediscovered recently like how music is great when you're like in love. Yeah. But music is kind of like actually not for when you're in love. It's for when you are going after that. Yeah. For when you're or going when after you're it or when it. it's really early and you don't know what it is yet or yeah. when you're like missing someone or something, but mm-hmm. it's just not for relationships. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, no, I don't it's really like know totally what I mean, enough. but yeah, but so much yeah. of my music stuff was like, also like, I'm going to make like a perfect mix or like, mm-hmm. I like my music takes such a huge part of my identity or something. And that's such a, yeah, but, but, oh, but Jacqueline would catch me like listening to like 
usually where I go is like, you know, like rare, like Northern soul and stuff. And she would like catch me like pining and she'd be like, stop it. She'd be like, (laughs) what you're doing right now. Like, I know what you're doing. Literally just lying on your stomach with your feet up in the air. Just yeah thinking meditating and, on someone and there's so much that's so fun yeah and there there's, yeah. there's something really great and potentially gen like generative maybe about that kind of time but she just really like would snap me out of it in a way that i appreciate it <laughs> because it's like just you don't have to do that also she always was a very much proponent of which i totally agree which is like a cliche but it's just so true of like relationships should be easy Mm-hmm. And like, if they're not, then it's probably not right. And I say that like by yeah. easy, I don't mean like no issues, no like struggles, but mm-hmm. like, don't you kind of feel that way? Like it I should be easy. Like way. it's yeah. just, yeah. It's, I'm in kind of like an effortless relationship right now. Yeah. As am I, as am I, I would say effortless. Yeah. I actually have a fragrance called effortless <laughs> that I'm working on. It's about my relationship, but yeah, continue. <laughs> um, and like at, like in the we've been together for a year and a half or so and uh yeah there haven't been there have been a few times I think where I've where I can find myself kind of itching for big highs and lows totally and just like overly trying to create something that's not I mean it's very very cliche like but um but yeah I like it is nice how easy it is and looking back to past relationships like no those were not every past relationship, but a lot of past relationships. Like, that was really difficult because we had totally different values or like we um, communicated differently or we just saw the role of a relationship in our lives differently. Yeah. And that makes things difficult. And yes, like we could work on that to figure it out and make it um, habitable. But it's it's you doesn't you don't have to like we live in a time where divorce is e- le- I was about to say eagle eagle oh legal what's that about I don't divorce know. is an eagle divorce is an eagle nationalistic yeah <laughs> um yeah yeah so there, there's no reason to um not find somebody that you're and the easy well thing suited. i feel like it's such like a we asshole thing to be like yeah, no, I'm in love and just, it should be easy, folks. If it's hard, it's wrong. Get out now. You know, it's like so obnoxious. Like I'm, but yeah, I but mean, I, there is like, there is, I mean, you have to, it, it also, it's so, it's so subjective because it depends on what you find difficult. Like if you find compromise difficult, like right, yeah, every course. relationship will probably be a lot of work Yeah, and it will probably be worth it. But if you get along easily with yeah, people yeah you know, depends all i'm saying is that i know everything and that it should i be just realized easy. i'm proposing tomorrow Great. <laughs> <laughs> um i like read the read the music thing like i this isn't interesting at all but i have a um so why am i saying it but i have a, I have a spotify playlist that i just discovered that i made like right after a breakup and when I was like in kind of a spree of having a lot of uh, like crushes and um, like mini love droplets like mm-hmm. or ball or like just what's the word I'm looking for like little sprouts of like oh maybe that's a thing totally and I, I've been listening to it as I've been driving around in LA and it's been very fun and I have I think I've really literally been pretending in my head that I'm like oh I'm falling in love for yeah, the first time yeah. no those uh those are some good mixes that you make for people mm. 
that uh, you have no future with. Right? <laughs> yeah. I have such repeats. Like, I was looking at, like, some of my mixes on my old computer. It's just, like, it's just names of guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, I have these that are, like, fo- the yeah. same mix with, like, slight tweaks. Those yeah. early, I feel really lucky that, like, the privilege of, like, just simply, like, the person that, you, like, if you're a woman who sleeps with men, like, the having, like, a early, like, a po- like positive early sexual experiences mm-hmm. with men is, like, so, um, such a privilege. You yeah. know, I just really yeah. feel like that's, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my- Sorry, I've had a very easy life. I just hope that's very clear. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, same. Yeah, very lucky in that way that my first boyfriend was was very sweet and and great. My second sexual experience was really really negative, and I I frequently think about how that would have shaped me if that was the first thing. Yeah, and yeah, how I would have thought I was supposed to approach sex and totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, when are you getting married? Oh my God. Next Tuesday. Oh my we God. don't have a place picked, but <laughs> we don't have a place picked. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about weddings? I love weddings. Do you? I do. They're so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. I had to, we were just at a wedding this weekend. I had a blast. That was, was a beautiful time. wedding. I it have to say that wedding, yeah. those, that ceremony and those vows were so special. Mm-hmm. I've really like, I've just been like, whoa, I've just been like thinking about them. I thought they were so beautiful. Yeah. Um, I was just asked today to be a maid of honor. Oh, I've never been in the bridal party. Congratulations. And you're going right to the top, going right to the top. Yeah. My goodness. Um, is this with the best friend on the facts? This is, (laughs) this is from that era, an old friend of mine. Um, so that's cute. Yeah. Um, she was like a punk with a bihawk when we were friends who was like (laughs) the only, like, my own like my friend who like gave me a cigarette for the first time told me like what anal was and like <laughs> all in one go <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just lighting it she's like well she literally got my like me to lose my virginity like she like <laughs> i wrote on a balloon like i will lose my virginity this year <laughs> and sent it into the sky and wow. i did this summer and i sent it into the sky and, yeah. that, and that summer i lost my virginity to a beautiful kind man that's nice. Where did you meet? Where did you meet him? I also he was, I want to know who got that balloon. I know. Where, where I, know. It up. I sent it off the roof of my parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> where and did you worked. get the helium? Um, no, I, I just blew a balloon. Oh, you just blew. So it probably just landed in yeah, your heart. It wasn't like a true. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I sent the balloon into the air. It was her best. It was her boyfriend's best friend. Who was this like mm-hmm. super hot, like literal American apparel model? Oh, wow. Like in the early 2000s when it was like barely oh a thing. God. So, like, yeah. really hot. <laughs> and um, he was like in a band mm. and um, he like liked me. Whoa. And um, it <laughs> did was. Did he ever write a song about it was, you? Um, no. Oh. But he did name drop me on his MySpace. And I was like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I was like, this is not real. <laughs> I was like, I was like, and what it's happening. Say, what was the context? It's happening. <laughs> How did he name drop you? Um, I, I actually Kate remember Berlin's virginity balloon. I, <laughs> I shouldn't be embarrassed to remember this because it's sweet. And it's like, and going back to that, it's like, yeah, it's nice when you're young and you encounter boys or young men who are able to express affection and be nice. Yeah. Like Jesus. Yeah. He was very sweet. And, um, 
he okay so he was really hot whatever and he posted um, <laughs> a picture on myspace that was him like rocking out yeah and it said rocking out to a little song called kate berlant whoa and, I, and he didn't tell me about this like <laughs> yeah, i didn't know this existed yeah. and one day i was perusing and i was like are you <laughs> kidding me <laughs> um it's so yeah and uh yeah gorgeous yeah how did it how did that end or was there was it just like like a beautiful we moment had, in time we and- had like a beautiful summer romance mm. and it was so sweet and like really positive um and then yeah it was like a few months i don't know it was like a couple months it was just short and then i went off to i went off i came back I don't know I'm keeping this vague. Like, so something happened. Like, yeah, no, I had been traveling. Um, no, but uh, it was just a few months. It was yeah, short, yeah. but it was like really nice. And then it like ended really sweetly. It was the summer before I went to college. Mm, that's perfect. So yeah, that, I mean, hello. I was like, I gotta lose it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was young, young for my year. I was 17, and um, yeah. And then he, I was leaving, so it was like we knew it was like wasn't gonna last. Mm. And uh, he was just so cool about it. So thank you so much. That's so if you're nice. listening for your kindness and tenderness, it <laughs> impacted me more than I think either of us will ever know. Hmm. Um, I also lost my virginity around that time. Though I wish I would have put so much less importance on the idea of virginity. Like now that I look at like I like quote unquote virginity is not even a I thing. I was the it's last virgin a- of all my friends. <laughs> all my friends were on birth control when they were like 12. And I was like, yeah, me too. And I had never mm. really quick. I'll just say that I read a book on tantric sex before I had ever even been kissed. <laughs> <laughs> so the, my first cute. sexual experience, like my oh, first yeah. time giving I mean, a hand job, I was like, I'm going to give a tantric hand job. And I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> that is great i uh i almost i i wish i could see what you looked like having sex the first time because i assume you were like really overachieving and just do you remember like what well, i were- remember and by the way again just bless the sky because i was felt really embarrassed about being a virgin or i was like i don't want to be one and right. so i remember <laughs> like really early on like maybe after we had only like made out a few times i remember being like this is so embarrassing. But I remember saying, we're in bed, I remember making out, I remember I said, I have a condom, you know. Which is so embarrassing. Isn't it crazy? Like, I can't remember anything, but these memories are like so crystal clear to me. Yeah. But I said that and he was like, not yet or something, which is mm. so hot. He was not a virgin. He was like right. experienced. And um, I have a condom, you know. And then, uh, and it was like cool because, yeah. And then maybe like, Maybe like a few weeks later, once we'd really been dating more, he was like, do you still have that condom? Yeah. Or something. And I was like, (gasps) and, um, yeah, came my first time. Just kidding. But, (laughs) but, um, yeah. Wow. Um, I lit a bunch of candles and we played, do you remember the band star sailor? No. Yeah. What's that? Who? They wrote a song about, uh, alcoholism. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just remember one of the songs. I don't remember how it went, but like one of the lines was, and my daddy was an alcoholic. <laughs> like while we were, Oh my God. Yeah. I like to say, this isn't exactly true, but we rented love actually. And then <laughs> I lost some virginity like two hours later. We watched love actually. And then I lost some virginity. Oh, 
So really got him in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a dream for like a 17 year old girl. Yeah. I was like, yeah. love actually sushi <laughs> and sex for the first time. I remember Halle Berry became the first black woman to win an Oscar. And I lost my virginity a couple hours later. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> so Huge I always night. associate her with losing my virginity. Oh, what's well, an iconic speech. Mm-hmm. I watch ah. acceptance speeches all the time. I love my favorite is Emma Thompson's for uh, writing sense and sensibility. It's very good. I haven't seen that one. I don't think it is very good. I recommend it. Wow. Best screenplay. Do you cry easily? Like, yes, do you cry? Yeah, I, but I've realized this about myself. I actually, I don't cry in life very easily or often, Mm. but I can very easily provoke to tears by like acceptance speeches, like reality TV. Like (laughs) I, I can really go there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I cry I in therapy that. pretty I mean, readily. I, I have like kind of a delayed response a lot of the time, like in a situation that might be really, I mean, I cried a lot at the wedding. Yeah. Um, in fights, if I'm in an argument, I will tend to cry after and we'll just be like all business during yeah. and we'll just be kind of emotionless. And then later we'll be really upset. What's the thing that makes you cry the most? Or commercial scenario, like um, I was like death stuff. <laughs> that was okay. my first well, no, impulse. That, yeah. yeah. Um, what? Okay. Animal so I, reunions make me cry. Oh my god! Lot. Sure. Yeah. Well, there's this show that's so goddamn good called First Dates. Do you know it? Yeah, my boyfriend's brother was on First Dates Ireland, and it was a big thrill. Oh my god! Well, I've I haven't only, seen, I've only seen the American States. one. Okay. And it is if you're listening, turn off. <laughs> this and go watch that it is so good and truly i've cried almost every ep i've teared up and i've laughed and i've gasped um (laughs) excuse me i cried there were two old and older oh god i could honestly go there just talking about this this Oh, right. So the, the show, if you don't know, it's like two people being set up on blind dates or it's like the whole show. Whole just people on blind yeah. dates. Yeah. So it's this, these two people set up on a date and they're both, they both lost their longtime spouse to like mm-hmm. a disease. And so they're both like gray and old and they sit down and they're like, they're like, com- they're just sharing the story of like their, you know, husbands and wives like being mm-hmm. stricken ill and caring for them. And now they're like single for the first time in 30 years. Yeah. And it's, brutal but also so sweet but like oh god like that's like truly like paranoid like that's part of i think my fear of marriage is literally just the person dying Mm -hmm. is a huge part of it for me which is like crazy in a way i mean or just like come on but it's like that's i mean the more that you you're attaching yeah i'm like oh cool (laughs) yeah i'm like can't wait for that yeah fuck (laughs) like i get very i can really go it's kind of like what i talk about in therapy the most recently Mm. because it's really easy for me to be like well that could have been the last time like have a good day at work hope you don't get hit by a bus i'm gonna kill myself if you do yeah (laughs) uh yeah yeah i will I, i will work myself up into so many tears um thinking that something has gone wrong or yeah, I, yeah. Um, do you have any, uh, parting thoughts or we've, 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 we've talked all over the place. I know. <laughs> I don't know. It's been very nice to talk to you. It's been very nice to talk to you. Thank you for being so. It's uh, no, it's the fascinating stuff about life. 
everything I said, listen, if you're listening and you're like poly or you're in an open relationship, I'm just jealous. Okay. I just don't (laughs) see how that's possible. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, are you someone who gets positive relationships? I really don't. That's good. Yeah. I've been lucky, but I think I'm lucky that I, I've never been cheated on. Mm. So I think that probably is a big part of it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I, I don't. Know. I I feel like I'm less jealous post being cheated on than before. Oh, interesting. Yeah, maybe because I feel because I've because I faced I faced the beast. You saw it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And totally. I could get past it, and also it it really felt a certain way. Yeah, I think if I start feeling that same way, I would be like, Whoa. yeah. But I, I haven't felt that way since. So. I don't. Yeah. So again, just to recap, mm-hmm. I'm in love. I don't get jealous. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, effortlessness. You um, lost your virginity in a beautiful way because yeah. of Napoleon. <laughs> um, <laughs> your, yeah. your parents are sweet. Fax machine. Boy with a cane. Yeah. Two poetry boyfriends. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot <laughs> for one life. Um, uh, what would you... <laughs> Never mind. Got it. I do. I, 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 I uh. snap, crackle or pop. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, okay. Uh, actually like I will end on this and I want to explain this question. Um, campfire pool or buffet. Um, wait, when you say pool, you mean like swimming pool? Mm. Yes. Uh, campfire. Great. Thank you so much for being Although, on that. Oh, I love a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> Campfire adjacent buffet, yeah, buffet campfire, like where the food is on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Good night. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. We recorded that back in LA a few weeks ago. Check out 555 on Vimeo, uh, Kate's anthology series. It's really, really great. It's very special and great please check it out now for me now for my my plugs uh if you would like to see words come out of my mouth in person uh and you're going to be at the edinburgh fringe festival this august in 2017 please go ahead and buy advanced tickets for my show murder town which is a one-woman murder mystery uh it's going to be at the gilded balloon rose street theater and you can find the ticket link on my twitter um at Erin mcgathy special thanks to Linny haha Cassin and kid sikasaurus who have already bought their tickets and tweeted me a screenshot if you do that i will also give you a shout out which um you know it'll make your day it'll make your day it'll make your day also if you are in ireland i will be performing at body and soul on the 25th of july as well as the vodafone comedy festival in ivy gardens which is uh at the end of july um also also i'm not allowed to announce it yet But if you are in Ireland and you cannot make it to Edinburgh for the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, I am not allowed to say what I may be doing, but wink, 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 I may be performing in Dublin from the 11th to the 16th, Uh, but I'm not allowed to announce it yet. But 
yeah, if you're in Ireland and you're like, oh, no, I can't make it to Edinburgh or, oh, God, I really want to see Murder Town. I maybe I'll like book tickets. Uh, I'm just saying maybe I can't announce it. Yeah, that's all. I don't know. Um, hopefully I won't get in trouble for that. Uh, that's all, guys. You can email me. Uh, this feels terrible at gmail.com. Um, check out the This Feels Terrible Instagram for uh, bonus pics that are related to the episode. Um, I'm going to start posting. I just came across a big box of old photos. And um, this. I, I think I'm going to start posting old photos with like, captions about what's what's going on because I have a lot of moody teenage photos and um it's a you know self-indulgent to post a bunch of old pictures of yourself but I I think it could be interesting and maybe we can start a thing where I repost some year old photos and we have stories and you know a community guys a community uh that's all guys be brave be kind uh McGath attack Pros. Lowe's wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe'sforpros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready.